tiny bubbles in my beer makes me happy. Okay, seriously, someone has to stop drinking while writing these intros. I guess these Pilsners are just too drinkable to resist. That's right, we're talking about Pilsners. It's the classic style that just looks like what you picture beer as. We're going to tell you all about it in this episode. So come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along about. <laughs> Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. I'm Christopher Walker. Wow. Wow, and you've only had like two sips. This is actually a very boozy drink, apparently. <laughs> I I kind of wanted just to come in with it. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Is that that's just our when someone flubs up? That's just what happens, right? <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. So anyway, or maybe I've actually accidentally <laughs> slipped it into the show notes again. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I caught it that time. <laughs> right when I was about to say it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so how's everybody been? It feels like it's only been seven days since I've seen you last. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Indeed. When we uh, we broke out. Yeah, and we I got really one sick. Of the, <laughs> one of our local escape games. Uh, we have them here in Lexington. They they opened them up recently in uh, up in Cincinnati. In the nasty, yeah. And no, no. I was telling we were talking to somebody about it, and they got put to shame. They're like, "Oh yeah, I've heard that's the easiest one." Talking about the kidnapping scenario, They're like, "Oh yeah, they did it with like twenty minutes to spare." And mm-hmm. I was just like, "No, when we did that one, f them. We had like <laughs> two minutes, less than two minutes left when we got out." Yeah, but we could have like knocked the whole thing out in like thirty minutes if one one puzzle hadn't distracted us for like. Because we were seriously days. overthinking it. Oh God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it's an anagram the in there somewhere. We've got to solve this, and they're like, "No, seriously, it's not that hard." Also, like we did it in the dark, like we never turned the lights on. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was it with that one? We made it. A half hour into it, and she's like, you can turn the lights on. No, it was 45 minutes. I think our friend Aaron reached over and flicked on the switch, and we all went, holy crap, we can turn the lights on? <laughs> we, we were dedicated to that scenario because... Oh, man, it made the mood so much cooler. Because we're in the dark, like, oh, the kidnappers are coming back, and of which we're like, you know, what if we just Probably. wait till the end? <laughs> like, is it only one kidnapper? I think we can take them. I mean, there's like, there's like eight of us in here. It's like option C on, on how to get out. A lot of fat, hairy guys, you know, maybe we just intimidate them. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, other than breakout games, anybody had anything cool to drink lately? Uh, we went to Braxton's Oktoberfest party. Oh, yes. The tapping Ooh. of their October fuel. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Oddly enough, 
I also drank Braxton this week <laughs> because they just expanded their distribution into Lexington. Uh, you can find it on shelves now. And, uh, and they and did Hopcat. a tap takeover of uh, my new favorite watering hole, uh, Hopcat. Of which and we still I, need to do a live episode from Hopcat sometime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to go back there fun. so bad. It's it's a great place. Uh, they're opening, like, several of them throughout the throughout the country. I don't know where all at. but They just decided to make Kentucky the mecca of them because there's one in Lexington and then they're putting one in Louisville and the one in Louisville is going to be two stories. Well, you know, there's that magical pipeline between Michigan and Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we do get a lot of distribution from Michigan. Again, I think it, there not there like a, an interstate that starts there and ends here or 71. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's probably why. Doesn't hurt, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I also got to bring out the October Fuel. Got somebody to try it for the first time. I don't know if this friend of mine had ever even had a Meritzen before, so he was just like, this is amazing! <laughs> yeah, welcome to Meritzen's. <laughs> it actually, like, theirs is amazing, though. Like, because we, okay, so when we got it, we it came in, like, the big, you know, the big Stein, the Hofbrauhaus kind of, like, the German-style oh, Stein. God, I, I love Steins. Yeah, and then theirs has, like, the etched, because you can buy them there, too. Um yeah. And it was, I had to get a picture. It was like, it was like, this is just, it's the perfect fall beer and the perfect fall color. It was like this, mm. per, this awesome, like amber. Ruby amber. Uh, oh. We had, so they had, um, they had, uh, October fuel infused beer brats from Cincy beer brats there. Jeez. Uh, German potato salad. And we got a wunderbar pretzel and with this weird, like pepper jack kind of beer cheese. And cheese was the show. Yeah, it was oh it was so good. And, and then all, um, I to, all I got to do was freebase some crack fries in the back alley of Hopcat. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the, that's the other. That's the alternative. That's honestly. every Tuesday <laughs> night for you, right? But um, and sometimes I like when I realize I've been there once a week and bartenders are recognizing me. I'm like, I, I have a problem. No, okay, that we, is exactly us. At, we went. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> we went to Braxton twice this week. We went on Tuesday for a for a uh, business thing. It was so uh, this. It, it's a whole thing, but anyway, it was a work person related to my work who doesn't actually work for us. It's kind of like a vendor situation almost. And they're they're, they're a contractor. They yeah. So she took us out. Um, she's like, oh, we we'll, we'll meet and we'll go. And um, the the temp and my who I'm I'm lead over went with us and her boyfriend and uh, another coworker of the person who was like kind of paying for everything. And then, you know, Chris and I came, and it was so funny. because So by, by the time we all got settled in, we're like, okay, now we're going to order something. We'll all go, we all went up to the bar immediately. This, and it's this, 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 our bartender. Like, he's like, oh, hi, walkers. Like, as approaching the bar, he's like, oh, hey, Chris. And, and the, this chick, like, looks at my husband, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, so come here often? <laughs> you, you should have looked at him. I was like, I, I norm up this place. <laughs> Basically. And that just happens to be my bartender. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. He's the one who comps me drinks. and Even though we don't, I don't think I know his name. I don't. That's that's fine. I, I waited on a guy every day for like two to three years. Still can't tell you his name. He only knows our name because he always gets our card, and there was the big thing because in our group yeah. there's two Chris Walkers, so we had to always explain the difference in the cards. He's a better bartender than me because this guy handed me his card every time, and I still never <laughs> looked down to figure out his name. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess does it does it is it really that important if you look at it and you're like, hey. But yeah, it was it was funny. And then they had to get because we started drinking a lot, and there was like, don't you guys have to drive? It's like, no, we live like two blocks away. Yeah, it's we, okay. We, we walked here. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, uh, there was something I wanted to mention because uh, I remember texting you guys this during, like, during the week. It was like last week, I think, uh, about a beer I had tried because I had found Avery's. Let me see if I can find the name real quick. I have an image I need to blow up so I can read it. <laughs> oh, I remember. Okay, it's got a tiki yeah. mask on it. Yeah, the the Lilikoi Ke- Capello. That one. It's the Avery beer that's got a tiki on there. If you've ever been inside my apartment, you know there are in fact multiple tikis. I play a ukulele. Tiki. Yeah, tiki. There's a backstory um, to tiki. Maybe we'll tell it sometime. <laughs> yeah, but I so like I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I like that that sort of iconography. Let's, you know, I, it's I, I'm looking at. I guess it's a wit beer. I'll I'll get one of these and a, a single one of these for for a create your own in part of my create your own. I'll try it. All right, so that. If you really like pineapple juice and don't like beer, that's the beer for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I drank it and just went, that doesn't taste like beer. That just tastes like carbonated pineapple juice. I, just a can of Dole. <laughs> I, I didn't want to have it in a, in a part of what we're drinking, but if you, if if this sounds like your thing, go yeah. find it. If this doesn't sound like your thing, I bit that bullet for you. Yeah. What I mean, Justin drank? <laughs> I mean, you could be about some pineapples, you know, and just... Yeah. And don't get me... I, I mean, I like pineapples. Yeah. But, you know, when I'm wanting beer, I don't want pineapple juice. Yeah. That... that no, no. Well, no. Uh, if you want a pineapple route, I mean, I also from Avery, they're, they're the ones who do that Raja beer, I believe. Oh, um, yeah. That was good. And that's it's just an IPA, but it's the style of hops that are in it that... It smells and tastes like pineapples, but not in a like I'm literally drinking pineapple juice kind of way. So yeah. I yeah, it's just a, a citrusy note that's given by that hop is so good. That might be better. Maybe what they did in this one was they threw in some adjuncts near the end of like pineapples to get it like whole pineapples, pineapples. <laughs> just dump pineapples <laughs> into the pot. Yeah, because this this was a wit beer, and it, it that might have been the other thing too. Like it just didn't have enough beer characteristics, I guess. It was just, hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I I wanted to bring that up though during the sh- you know during the show, and it seemed like it would be, be the time now as opposed to in the middle of the pills intersection. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, Avery's hit or miss for me. I don't hate them, but I I, I, I definitely have, yeah. They have things I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I've had good things from them before. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what they are, but. Oh, I, I drink a lot the, of beer and don't look at the labels that often, except to check right. into Untapped. I have a selection of things in in yeah, the cellar. Yeah, we got a bunch of like pumpkin related things from them, like barrel aged pumpkin yeah. stuff. But it's I've all got... like over seventeen percent, so we're like that needs to come down a bit before we open it. <laughs> yeah, I've got some cu- I've got some pumpkin I bought today that's waiting just so I can give Brittany an update to go. You're right, this was really good. Or <laughs> I, you know what? I don't remember. Brittany, if what it is was. the matter with you? Yeah. I, I kept thinking I was like, wait, that is that's tart. Now I don't remember if I liked it. Mm. So yeah, we shall suckle it fresh from the teat in a week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right, that's that's for later though. We're yeah, we're that's... getting ahead of ourselves. Let's let's jump into some news. Some news. Uh. 
Oh, there's news. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this first story was one we just threw in last second. Just out of nowhere, Brittany is like, oh, did you all see this? And I was like, nope, we're dropping a story. This goes in. <laughs> this is just fun. Ernest, this I, I like this story better than the other one. Yeah, uh, this isn't even really a news story, but uh, Maxim is carrying this story. <laughs> Uh, Game of Thrones actor Jason Momoa has his own brand of Guinness beer, and okay. his pictures—he is ecstatic, as would I be. <laughs> yeah, if Guinness made made a beer for me, yeah. or made a be- beer from one of my recipes, I- I'd never be able to shut up about it. Yeah, I mean, th- we would People just would be dread seeing me across the street because I would walk up to random strangers and go, "You know what? Guinness made made a beer I, I like. They made a beer for me." And the the label actually looks really cool because it's got the art that are his tattoo, like it's got the art all around the border and stuff. And I keep expecting to see Dothraki tattoos in his arm. I know. Why wouldn't he? But it's more like a. Well, I mean, he is what? Um, isn't he from Hawaii? I have no idea. He's one of those men with mysterious ethnicity that were just like. He's something. I don't know what. I, I think he's from Hawaii because he's got that that kind of. Like Polynesian deal. All I can say is he's not a Seiju. <laughs> not a Seiju, okay. Correct. Although yeah. he is going to be playing Aquaman soon, so there's that. Um, yeah, Justin that's... Robert Young for Aquaman. That's my new pitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this brief story. When he's not waging war in Westeros or swimming through the underwater caverns of Atlantis, <laughs> Jason Momoa apparently likes to spend his time touring iconic Irish breweries. Uh, during a trip to Ireland's legendary Guinness establishment, the Game of Thrones actor was granted his very own brand of beer spawned from the traditional thick stout labeled Mano Brew. As expected, Momoa documented the occasion with an array of colorful Instagram fo- posts displaying the sleek black bottle and his obvious excitement. <laughs> yeah, there is no picture where he is not like either grinning like an idiot about to scream with joy <laughs> or yeah like he's so pumped as he should be yeah like we're all just like sure yeah that's that's the right reaction all um, right it's what gets me the most excited about this yeah it's his it's officially his beer and i don't it's not for public like they're not producing it on any large quantity yet apparently they made like a case of it for him but it's a sour as well. It's the first sour ever made by Guinness. Yeah. Um, and apparently that's his, his favored, preferred style. Yeah, he says, I'm, like, I'm in oh. awe. A sour, my favorite, made by my favorite. Hmm. You know, that's that, that seems pretty... That's It's neat, at least, you know, like there, because you know, Guinness is trying a lot of new things lately. Like his, uh, um, his visitor lanyard. No one's confusing him with anyone who works there, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, maybe. You don't know what the, what the Guinness staff looks like. Well, there were a few people there. Uh, D.B. Weiss and Benioff were there, and the posts immediately got everyone stirred up that maybe Call Drogo's coming back. Spoiler alert, he's not. Call Drogo's coming back, riding on a bottle of Guinness <laughs> Manobrew. But uh, we will break our, our clean streak to say uh, his one post has him with uh, one of the showrunners, and uh, I think it's the head brewer from Guinness, all with a glass in hand, and just says, pigs in shit, and they all have the biggest smiles, especially <laughs> Momoa. He is 
I wish I could ever be be that happy. I mean, the man is ecstatic. Yeah. Well, and, and I, will, this, I will never be that happy. This article doesn't have it, but he also um, there was a thing about him bringing his wife and two kids there. Uh, and I, at the time, I was like, I would totally forgot he married the chick from the Cosby Show. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But uh, so that that had to be like one crazy trip, basically. Well, I mean, <laughs> any trip to to the uh, to the brewery and uh, 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 where is it? St. James Place, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I feel like that any any trip up there is going to be pretty pretty crazy anyway. Uh, All right, so that wasn't much of a story, but had to be brought up. It was fun. Yeah, I'm just so excited for him. (laughs) I'm going to start following him on Instagram now. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the guy... Oh, sorry. Now that just led down a different rabbit hole, sorry. Uh, Dude from Game of Thrones is also on there that plays um, uh, the wildling guy. Oh, Tormund? The guy who plays Tormund? Yeah, he's got his Instagram account. I keep confusing the guy who does, like, the credit card commercials for Tormund. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> big red scraggly beard, but he's in like a suit. I mean, I can close, see it. close. All right, All right, let's move into the next story. Uh, Stillwater recalls their Kanye-inspired beer over legal trouble. Oh, <laughs> who could have not foreseen this happening? The classic adage claims that all press is good press, and in the case of rapper Kanye West, it's a point of frequent debate. Look, I'm going to let you finish, but Stillwater <laughs> had the best Kanye-inspired beer of all time. They they did, and they should have won the award. They were robbed. But right, for, <laughs> for Stillwater Artisanal Ales, uh, Brian Strumpk, Strumpke, and has recently released I Miss the Old Kanye, an Imperial Britannomyces Porter. Think about that one for a second. Uh, Imperial Brett Porter. <laughs> Which is labeled with the words, I miss the old Kanye, pattern in peach image, reminiscent of West's recent Life of Pablo album. Uh, Press is proving a serious problem, following the attention generated by widespread coverage of uh, his beer in publications, from Pitchfork to Food, and really, is that the most hipster name for (laughs) something you've ever heard? And Wine and Eater. Maybe it's pitchfork to food and wine and eater. <laughs> God. <laughs> it, that, no, it's not helping anything. Stillwater's recent release is being recalled. To, we're using pitchforks to make wine, though. I mean... Because, like, they're grapes. You can't... Never, never mind. I mean, we don't need to get into an agricultural... They would find some reason. Uh, it's being recalled amid legal... Im- yeah, mm-hmm. so that word. Embroigolio. A firm that's claiming they represent uh, merchandising rights to Kanye West, basically saying, no, we own the rights to any merchandise with his name, so stop or pay us. I mean, to his name, they didn't say, I miss the old Kanye West. They said, I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, it could have been... Maybe it could have been their friend, Kanye. Their old friend, Kanye Jones. (laughs) Yeah, he became uh, Kanye Smith later and completely changed his personality. You don't know. Multiple distributors uh, that All About Beer contacted for this story said they've been given notice that the beer is being recalled. I Miss the Old Kanye is the third beer in Stillwater's pop culture series following uh, Money Trees, a hybrid Gosa Session IPA made in tribute to Kendrick Lamar. I have no idea who that is. I've heard the name. I don't. Kendrick Lamar? 
Yeah. Eddie Lamar? Rap. He does the rap. Uh, Hopvine Bling, a dry hop Berliner Weiss made with uh, Sauvignon Blanc grapes. <laughs> a little extra French stank on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and tribute to Drake, whose Twitter handle is important to note, is Champagne Pappy. Isn't Kendrick Lamar like one of the Kardashians? Yes. Significant others? Okay. Is he? Okay. I, I just keep, in my head, I keep making uh, Hedy Lamar jokes. Yeah, no, I'm probably Hedley. wrong on that, too. I just, the name Hedley. sounds familiar. Hedley. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I am very that's for the best. touch. That, no, that's good. I, do <laughs> I don't like... know what the kids are in today with their hippity hop and their baggity pants. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, the, and the description of the drink sounds fantastic, though, yeah. doesn't it? I love what the what he's talking about what they were doing with this pop culture series. Like I hadn't really caught on to it, but this article I was like, ooh, uh, the pop culture series. He said takes the char- char- characteristic styles and personas of rap artists and translates them into inspired beers. It's not just a marketing scheme. Uh, everything I do, I kind of envision as an art project. It's kind of cool. And he goes okay. on to talk about how you know they were modeled after the careers and personas of these rappers. And that's when he's like, well, and when you think about this one, like the whole Britannomyces Porter, like it really, they felt fit in with Kanye. It's such an interesting mix of ingredients. Yeah, so that Kanye as an artist eludes easy definition. So <laughs> that beer, I feel, would elude easy definition. They have a thing here that says, I kind of envision Dr. Pepper to be one of those kind of things that people don't know what it is what it's all made up of, even though they tend to enjoy it. And they, they describe it, they built it on characteristics of Dr. Pepper. That's fantastic. Yes. I Sure, okay, I've, I've never had Dr. Pepper. Oh, right, because of the caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it won't kill me, but I'll complain about it for hours. Sure. I like Dr. Pepper. I mean, I'd be interested in at least trying. I mean, prunes, plums, bad, star Brittany. anise. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But yeah, that sounds really interesting. At least they... I mean, this is the only one that's the issue, right? Like, I'm kind of intrigued to see if they, if the other ones are uh, available at some point. I've not looked. I've actually... I'm pretty sure I've seen this one, and now I'm like, oh, crap. I hope they yanked it off the shelf yet. Maybe I can find one. So I guess that was the whole lettering thing where occasionally it overlaps and it's got weird misprints. Is that... Yeah, that that's... Kanye like, album as well? I assume so. I hope so, because otherwise that stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, the picture really of the bottle is kind of disconcerting when you see that. How you're like, Neh. like it's like somehow a piece of paper bunched up in an old Doc Matrix printer or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's oh, I can't. <laughs> All right, so how about we bring the mood up in our last story? Uh, I don't think you can. And, so this isn't. I know. Uh, this is an. <laughs> Coming from an unforeseen consequence of the ABM Bev Saab Miller takeover, uh, Brewer ABM Bev to cut thousands of jobs in takeover deal. Uh, Key point I'll... here: nothing has been signed yet. The DOJ has approved; they will not stop this merger. And so far, everyone else is on board, but the T's have not been crossed, I's have not been dotted. Just, just two things. One, just when you thought it was safe to podcast again. The <laughs> AB and Bev Saab Miller merger story continues. 
Yeah, uh, it won't die. Also, you know, I I think I've been pretty clear that I'm just kind of ambivalent about the whole thing. Like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'm still not going to drink what you make. Yeah. Uh, but this has actual ramifications that makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah, the world's largest brewer, AB InBev, expects to cut about 3% of its total workfor- workforce, equivalent to thousands of jobs. Once it completes its huge takeover of its closest rival, Saab Miller, the company headquartered in Leuven, Belgium, has about 150,000 workers, while the London-based Saab Miller claims to have around 70,000. That will put the estimated job losses at around uh, 6,600 over a three-year period. So... So they're firing all of their people to keep the Saab Miller people, mostly. That's what it it seems to be, that they're going to cut. That's what cut. the math looks like, anyway. Well, it's over a three-year period once the deal is... Well, okay, are the job losses effective immediately, or are they... Over three years, they will, it will well, be... Well, I meant, like, like, is that three years starting now? It'll be starting from the takeover. Okay. As once, soon as... Once things are signed and whatnot. As soon yeah, as it's in, so, and they're making money off of those brands. So they're they're trying to like see who who they I guess to reduce the amount of people they have doubling yeah. over. There's going to be some overlap and yeah. some redundancies. That's a better word. There'll be a lot of redundancies that need to be taken out, and that's I'm guessing primarily what these jobs are going to be. And they're probably going to move production of some of these beers to their own facilities. Yeah, but I doubt they're, I doubt they're just going to slap a Budweiser sticker on the. Oh yeah. Um, uh, statement means uh, it's not clear if there would even be there would be more job cuts uh, after the three percent. Yeah. Uh, also, three percent being six point six thousand people. That's that's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a big three percent. Like just you know the math on that thing of how many people they employ is crazy. But okay, I said uh, they expect losses at Saab Miller's current headquarters. Got to think about that. All the execs. Oh, yeah. The ABM Bev doesn't need or care about. Yeah. <laughs> they have all their own marketing people. They have, you know, they don't need these people. Well, you uh, have to imagine that they, well, maybe not all the execs, but there may have been, like, some sort of buyout option for them. I don't know. And possibly. Well, I mean, not, these people actually. aren't just going to be unceremoniously thrown to the curb. Um, they're probably going to get. I mean, maybe they are, but they're not going to be penniless. Yeah, I feel their... less bad about the execs than I do about like them shutting down a plant. Yeah, the execs though they'll get like I'm sure their stock options bought out and all this wonderful yeah. stuff, and they'll have a giant chunk of change to live off of for many years, mm-hmm. or uh, three weeks. I don't know how much they spend. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know their life. Very true. Analysts say that ABM Bev is known for being aggressive and cutting costs from takeovers and mergers. The company expects to make annual cost savings of about $1.4 billion after about four years. Part of the logic of the 79 billion pound, 104 billion deal, dollar bill, uh, to buy Saab Miller is to add new brands in countries it is not currently present in, particularly in fast-growing markets in Africa. Hmm. The deal has received backing from Saab Miller's board, but awaits approval from the company's shareholders, so it could still get hung up somewhere. Some smaller shareholders have turned against the deal since a plunge in the value of the British pound eroded its value. Analysts, however, say it should be approved in a vote on September 28th, being today of recording. The the British pound dropped? When did that happen? (laughs) 
couldn't have what happened. What possible in a... event could have could have precipitated? Never mind. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the deal isn't isn't said and done yet, and it's looking like it's going to mean some real world bad things for real people. Yeah, uh, that sucks. I, I can't you know think of any like I have no control over it. it and if they're consolidating, like, if they shut down a plant, for example, where do they send, where do those people go for a new job, I guess? Right. That's, and this is yeah. disconcerting. There was another story um, I opted out to use, but I can use part of it now because um, it kind of works <laughs> into exactly what we're saying. Um, AB InBev is actually going to start some of the craft brewers in the U.S. that they've been purchasing. They say they're calling it offloading. Some of the, uh, not more popular, but uh, some of the beers that they have to make more of. Like they're continuously year-round stuff that's kind of tying down uh, big chunks of what they can produce. They were taking like Deschutes, for example. Some of their IPAs and things that they brew a ton of and takes up a lot of their productivity. They're actually going to start offloading that to St. Louis. Oh, okay. So, St. Louis, where Delatters is. Yes. Anheuser-Busch will be taking over for a lot of these brands they've been buying, brewing a lot of their stuff that's mass-distributed. They say so that um, these craft brewers can focus, and it frees them up. As This is what they're claiming. They're going to free them up of this burden so they can concentrate on making newer, exciting beers. And it, it seems kind of in that vein as well. The, is it really a bird? No, okay, whatever. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get a better handle on all of what they've purchased, and that this is just an example of a bigger step of that. Maybe. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into acquisition of a new company. And, and we're not economists. <laughs> no. So let's move into no. something we do know about with uh, Oktoberfest. I, I know nothing about Oktoberfest. It's a it's a French party, right? Get riggedy, riggedy, wrecked, All right, our first badge. Um, okay, how is it you say this again? You said it correctly. I did not. Paul Lanner. Paul Lanner. Yes. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I... Well, keeping it real is their badge for <laughs> Oktoberfest. Uh, Paul Lanner's brewery deep ties to Munich are apparent. By its strong presence at the Oktoberfest, having been first brewed in the city by Paul Honor monks in 1634, the brewery's what? traditions have stayed strong through the years. Paul Honor offers two Oktoberfest beers to enjoy. The original Oktoberfest Märzen, the first beer served at the Munich Oktoberfest, and the authentic Oktoberfest Weizen, Ooh. The only beer served in Polliner Oktoberfest tents in Munich and Germany's most popular Oktoberfest beer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's an Oktoberfest Weizen? Yeah, right? Like that. The game has changed, guys. The game she has changed. Uh, uh, you can this, celebrate. I, Go ahead. I was going to say, I love this badge because it just makes me thirsty. Yeah, you see it. It's got the two big steins clacking together, keeping it real. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Paul Einer, of course, one of the, was it five, six places at the, five, one of the five uh, breweries allowed to have a tent, a big beer hall tent at Oktoberfest in Munich. Yes. 
uh, like celebrate o- <laughs> celebrate Oktoberfest and Polliner's rich history this fall uh, and unlock the all-new, the original and authentic Oktoberfest beers. Simply check into any one uh, Polliner beer between August 15th and October 15th, and it's yours. Uh, continue the Oktoberfest celebrations by checking into two more beers from Polliner, a total of three, and you'll be entered to win great prizes like a five-liter stone mug LED sign or other great Paul Honor Oktoberfest swag. Oh, so we need to go get some more beer. <laughs> yeah, I I just walked away from some Paul Honor today because I was trying to buy stuff for the Meritzen Bowl. Yeah. Oh, they've got a great package uh, for it. You can get. Yeah, I saw it up here. That's what you she get. said. <laughs> they've got it in liter cans, and the can comes slipped down inside a big uh, glass stein. Is it glass? Yes. Oh. I didn't see the price on it, but they just had them like, littered around the liquor store. No, I thought about it, but then I was like, no, 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 I'm not buying for me. Yeah, I I decided to buy this trip to the liquor store, just some some of the new craft uh, Oktoberfest styles. But like, I'm looking at it like, all right, Paul Liner, you're on my list. I'm going to grab you. Now that I know I need like three check-ins... Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will the three... say stockpiling beer for the Meriton Bowl is going to be difficult for me because I'm just looking at them in the fridge now going, well, I am thirsty. Looking <laughs> your lips. Hmm. All right, this next one, uh, since I picked it, time has passed. Uh, you can still get it, but you're going to have to have looked into listening to this one kind of early. Uh, it's uh, Jillian, the third Sour Sister, is back. This is from Goose Island. They're Sour Sisters beers. Uh, as we near the end of summer, Goose Island wants you to savor every last bit of it with the Sour Sisters 3 uh, Jillian 2016 badge. Jillian brings white pepper, strawberry, and honey. That sounds good. To a harmonious blend, partially, partially aged in wine barrels. This Belgian-style farmhouse ale is slightly tart and pleasantly sweet in a refreshingly effervescent body. Farmhouse ale uh, aged in in wine barrels. Man, we just don't care about infections. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> brought to you by the people who brought you the infected bourbon barrel series. This is what did it. That this sat in the same warehouse. Like all this stuff was in the same room, and you go, "How J'accuse. did it get infected?" Jacuzzi, Jillian. Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. This brew is perfect for sharing. So grab some friends and unlock the Sour Sisters Three Jillian 2016 pad for checking. In one of any vintage of the Sour Sisters. Uh, so the Jillian, Lolita, Juliette, nope. Halia, and Madame Rose. L- Lolita? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, to learn more about, yeah, head on over to gooseisland.com and I'll tell you all about them. So, yeah, I might, I've seen some of the smaller bottles of these at uh, in the Create Your Own Six Pack area. I might grab how, some next time. How small? Like. Just a regular regular bottle size. Oh. Not bombers. I was thinking like like airplane <laughs> bottle or like hotel bottles. Like they make beer that small. It <laughs> barely wet my wet my thirst. Couldn't even get a taste for it with that. Alright. So what's next? Next is Raise a Toast to Fall with Bells. Uh, with fall approaching, it's time for the return of the darker and richer flavors we're all excitedly anticipating. Yes we are. For our friends at Bell's... Don't drink those all year round. Yeah. 
for our friends at Bell's Brewery, this is one of their favorite times of year. Cooler weather this year, the yearly harvest, uh, and of course the release of their Oktoberfest. Together with Bell's Best Brown, these two beers perfectly complement autumn, and they do. It's another great looking badge. Very yes. fall. Uh, My heart wants to explode looking at the badge. Just, I'm just glad uh, Casey wasn't here for this badge. <laughs> yeah. I would hear all about how Bell's did something or other. Casey's giving a stink eye to... Uh... He is... He is. This is me, past Justin, talking to future Casey, who is listening to this, as he just goes... As he texts us all, right now, as he's listening to it. He's pulled over to the side of the road, and he is Safely. now texting us. Just like, shut up, guys. I hate you. <laughs> Celebrate I... the flavors of fall with bells, and you'll be rewarded with uh, check-in to one Best Brown... And one Oktoberfest beer from Bell's Brewery between August 26th, or wait, no, September. No, August, August to September. September 26th. Yeah. yeah. Wow, only a month? Yeah. Together, cheers to fall badge. So you said you get both, though. Yeah. Well, the other one's a brown ale, so I'm still on board with that. That's fine. That's yes. the one with the owl on it. And the <laughs> Oktoberfest will be part of the Merzim Bowl, so those who show up for that will at least get halfway through this badge. Yeah. And definitely enough time, because that's on the 17th, so we're still good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that looks looks nice. I want I want both of them. Nice. Yeah. This is like, I literally, I go into a liquor, I go into, go somewhere to buy beer right now, and it's just ridiculous how much I want to walk out with, and I'm like, no. Right? Because it's all no. fall, and not all, I mean we we already transformed the apartment into autumn. Like it's just less that it's all fall. That it's all Oktoberfest. I'm just like, oh. Well, that's the thing. the The autumn beers are kind of the best because it, it, you get such an array of flavors, and you'll you go get some spices on some of them. And I don't know. Uh, now think... you're reminding me the Christmas seasons around, and mm, I'm not looking that's... forward to trying Christmas ales. Oh, really? See, like, well, after the, the, the last one I had. Oh. The Anchor. She is coming. You say you'll get to try the Anchor, though, at least this time. Uh, yeah. I hope so. All right. Okay. Topic time. Yeah. That was topic time. We have a topic. <laughs> Been on that truck. Seeking bastards. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been not that truck. You don't know me, sound clip. Maybe I am. <laughs> All right, yeah, so the topic today, uh, as you noticed from the intro, is Pilsners. Uh, it really oh, is yeah. that that beer that you see in the glass, and you're like, yes, that's definitely what a beer is supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, so Pilsner, the style originated from Bohemia and the Czech Republic. It's a medium to medium full body and uh, characterized by high carbonation and a tangy Czech varieties of hops. Um, kind of gives a floral aromas and a crisp, bitter finish. Um, German Pilsner styles are similar, though often slightly lighter in body and color. The hallmark of a fresh Pilsner is dense, white head. Um, and the alcohol levels um, have to give a, a rounded mouthfeel, so it's about 5% ABV. They're not heavy, and they're not like... Yeah, they don't get you wrecked off of one. No, it's the perfect thing to just drink like six of or something. <laughs> which you can do. Yes. Easily. Yeah, no. Uh, it's it's just like... 
every time I think of the Pilsner, for some reason, I think of the movie Beer Fest. That's what clips from. Yeah. Um, it's one of the more uh, more recent styles to be imperialized. So with the characteristics, generally alcohol and hops uh, bumped up sufficiently to constitute a new style, but with a still p- familiar profile. The new imperial Pilsners may sacrifice Pilsner's famed delicacy, but they retain the floral aromas and dry, bitter finish of the original style. I hear delicacy with Pilsner, and I'm just picturing a uh, uh, a, a uh, Czech brewmaster just sort of like fanning himself on, oh, lordy me, the vapors. <laughs> Daintily sipping it from a tulip-style glass. It's, oh. I do declare this is awfully strong. I don't know why everything becomes southern genteel lady, southern it's... genteel racist lady, I guess, too. But... It's funnier, that's why. Because <laughs> that's where uh... we're from. Hmm? So because it's where we're from, it's ingrained in us. Maybe, but I don't remember that many people complaining about vapors where we're from. Nothing yeah. genteel about south. where we're from. Yeah, no. Huh? So there's nothing genteel about where we're from. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh yeah, so as as we mentioned, uh, it's typically a a thought of as a a Czech style. In 1838, the the citizens of Pilsen, Bohemia, uh, the Czech Republic now, uh, the brewmasters of the town rolled 36 barrels of ale out into the streets, opened them up, and spilled the beer in the main square of the town, letting it run into the ditches and f- ditches. I said, <laughs> ditches. You did. And finally, into the nearby Radbuza River. The I brewers mean... had decided that ale had become undrinkable. And uh, even for breweries of Pilsen, with uh, over 800 years of brewing experience, the issues of contamination still came up. Ales were prone to being spoiled by either wild yeasts or bacteria. Yeah, man. Sure is sure is good to come from a time when no beer ever gets spoiled by bacteria. <laughs> right, these modern days. Uh, by this time, way back in, way back when, uh, brewers in Bohemia and across Europe yearned, yearned, learned the importance of yeast, not yearned the importance of yeast. <laughs> I like that. It could have gone either way. Uh, no, they learned the importance of yeast to the brewing process. There was some debate about whether the fermentation was a, a living process or the byproduct of the death of yeast, but there was no real question that this mysterious little life form had a big effect on the character of beer. They hired, I'm going to say Joseph? I don't Yosef know what the proper German pronunciation is. Probably Joseph. That's kind of what I actually thought, but I was afraid to sound pretentious. Joseph <laughs> Kroll, a Bavarian brewer... Uh, to come to Pilsen and teach them about the German lagering method of brewing. Man, remember remember lagering? Remember that episode? Mm. <laughs> I, I think we're still recording it. Um, it. Might be. Legend holds that in 1840, a monk smuggled some of the precious lager yeast out of Bavaria. Okay, I'm. I know I'm doing a lot of pauses in this story, but that is one of the funniest things I can think of. Smuggling yeast. Just a, an old German monk, like, shoving it into a bag, just going, oh, nope, nothing to see here, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, 
whether that's the case or not, when Noel arrived, at, Grohl arrived in Pilsen, there was a supply of lager yeast available. He found a nearby source of excellent Saas hops, a noble variety of hops that uh, he would have been familiar with from Germany. The brewers of Pilsen were, had a well had a well that supplied very soft water, and the caverns carved for lagering uh, in local sandstone. The stage was set for lager brewing. Using light barley, they only partially malted. Uh, sorry, light barley that was only partially malted, and none of the roasted or smoked barley that German brewers were using. Grohl added generous portions of fragrant saws, uh, saws hops to his brews. Uh, on October fifth, eighteen forty-two, he and the brewers of Pilsen gathered for their first taste of the new beer. When they tapped the cask, they saw the beer. Uh, they saw beer the color of straw that was light and clear. One could see right through the other side of the bohemian crystal glass, still cool from the lagering tunnels, this was surprisingly refreshing beer, not the dark and heavy like the ales they were used to. Can you imagine seeing a Pilsner for the first time? Really? Yeah. yeah. Like if everything you've had has been like red to black in color. Like a Dunkle for, compared to a Pilsner even. is Yeah, that's, then, Dunkle would have been what they were more used to seeing and then suddenly... <laughs> well... Ish Dunkel is actually, I think, a type of lager, isn't it? Well, yeah. But you know that, that color. color, the coloration. Uh, but you get, you know, you you pull pour that out. And it's like this is this is yellow. I don't understand. Oh man, that's so nice, <laughs> nice, refreshing, nice. Uh, so I have to interject with this. Did Grohl ever approach authorities and tell them he had a confession to make? About stealing... Oh, come on! No one's getting this? I hate you. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. No. Dave Grohl. I assumed it was I Dave Grohl, but I didn't know. To me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I assumed it was Dave Grohl, but like in you. my head, the only thing I can think of from Foo Fighters is like Learn to Fly. That's the first thing that always pops in my head. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, that video always pops in my head. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to beer. Uh... Speaking of that, that first time they saw it, the brewers of Pilsen knew they had a great new beer here, and thanks to the Radbuza River, not only did the news of the new beer from Bohemia spread, but so did a lot of the beer itself. Pilsen, or Pilsner beer, was born. Since then, Pilsner Urkel has become one of the most copied beers in history. So much so that the name of the brand, Pilsner, became the name of the new style. Aside from improvements uh, brought through the advantage of refrigeration and sanitation, little has changed about the way Pilsner is brewed. Uh, there are many variations of the recipe, but most contain a lightly kilned malt uh, and noble hop varieties, usually saws. Often breweries will soften water from their local uh, local sources in an attempt to replicate naturally occurring soft water in the Pilsen, uh, Pilsen brewery. Doing so enhances the delicate flavors of the grain. Hmm. Uh, just thinking about soft water, and I go to the other extreme of heavy water, and I'm like, are we making nuclear weapons out of the water? <laughs> what are you guys doing? I mean... <laughs> uh, other variations have been made to cut costs as breweries allowed bottom dollar to dictate. Such variations, variations include replacing part of the barley with rice. Rice is cheap and contributes little to flavor or aroma into the brew. Uh, with the flavors contributed by the barley cutting the balance of the hops can be cu- uh, can can be cut 
to driving costs even lower. This results with beer with an equal amount of alcohol but less flavor and aroma, making it uh, seem watery in comparison to the 100% barley pilsners. Uh, though breweries produce them, uh, produce these beers, continue to call them pilsners, some have assigned a new category to describe them. Can we guess what it is, class? <laughs> the American Light. Dun, dun, dun. It reminds you of that old added, that old joke. Let's, uh, how is uh, Sex in a Canoe similar to to American American beer? It's close to water. Yep. Nice. Uh, whatever you call it, Bohemian Pilsner, German Pilsner, German Pils, or the American Light, Pilsner is easily the most popular beer in the world. Yeah, I can, I can side with that. The easy drinking. All right, let's talk about Pilsners today and some styles. Uh, Pilsner beer styles. You have today the German style Pilsner. Uh, it's a light straw to golden color with more bitter or earthy taste. Uh, Yavir, or Jever? Yavir, I'm going to assume. Uh, Beck's, Bitterburger, uh, Flinchburger, Holsten Koenig. Yeah, I'm, I can't say these. Yes, uh, someone else has the most foreign language words in this section. <laughs> so he wins now. <laughs> Warsteiner, I, I can say that, and St. Pauli Girl. Uh, those are good examples of your you German want to try style. Did you say Warnish <laughs> No. No, I'm not. <laughs> I literally probably butchered that, but I just went, no, we're just going to power through it. Rodeberger, which is a great name. But yeah, those are all great examples of a German style Pilsner. Uh, I want a Rodeberger, hold the brown. <laughs> <sighs> your Czech style Pilsners are golden, uh, full of colors, with high foaminess and lighter flavor. Wow. Uh, Pilsner Raquel was one of those. We did that in our blind tasting, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we that was did. our That was sort of our, our prototypical Pilsner. Yeah. Sort of. And I remember the head on that one was pretty crazy. It's also what she said. <laughs> nice. Uh, Gambrinus. Sure. Kuzel. I can't say Spiani. half of Okay, that one, no. There's Siviani. Siviani. Uh, it doesn't matter. Radagast. No, okay, Radagast, the best one. Radagast. Um, Tuzlanski Pilsner? Tuzlanski. Listen to all that those German classes I took. They're really paying off. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't take a one. <laughs> so why my, my German sounds like it does? <laughs> the last one's easier. Uh, European-style Pilsner. Yeah. Oh, has a slightly sweet taste. Uh, can be produced from uh, other than barley malt. Uh, Dutch, you get Amstel, uh, Grolsch, Heineken, or the Belgian, you get Jupil, Jupier, and Jupil. Stella Artois. Not a Stella fan. Yeah, I I could. Well, if Stella is available, I'll drink it. But I'm definitely not going to seek it out. So, I, don't, I think I've said this on the show before. Stella, when I was a bartender, is my least favorite beer to serve. It's like the most pretentious. It is the biggest pain to open because they have that paper wrapper on the top. Oh, and yeah. If you're going to be driven slightly crazy by the fact that you didn't tear just right, it is 
awful. Uh, if you don't care, then you're you're fine. But if you're a crazy person like myself, then well, and it's it's just it always has to be in the Stella glass, and like I don't know. We didn't have Stella glasses. I would just handed them a bottle and said, "Here, deal with <laughs> deal it." Deal with it, yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's not bad. I mean, I've had it when like we're if we're at someone's house and they're like, "I have Stella," and I'm like, "I want a beer," so okay, you know, yeah, and, had, and I'm not going to cry I, about I, it. I, I, I don't object to it. Um, it's just I, Heineken. I've never gotten a real good taste for. I have to really be like, I really want a beer right now. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Um, I've gotten it at, at like the movie theater, for example, because <laughs> they don't no, really have it. a great selection. That's it. Like Czech style pilsners are usually a bit more my my bag. Yeah. But. Yeah. Then we've got a, a massive list of sixty-two of the best pilsners. Blind tasted and ranked, and then out they front, did not seem to rank them, didn't it? It says these beers are not ranked. Yeah, on the art, like whoever did the title, bad job, you suck. Um, well, I mean, clickbait. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, that, that article is uh, is going to be linked in the show notes. I just kind of highlight. There's yeah, sixty two of them again, um, and for some reason they only break down the last two pages worth, like the first part of the list. They don't even like they don't give you anything really like no um no style no <laughs> i mean i mean no um no uh like abv breakdown or anything like that it's just here they are and then the rest of the the other two pages of the stuff that gets closer down to like number one it they give you like full full breakdowns of descriptions and everything else it's really weird but it's not a bad list and i i highlighted some that um you know that kind of stand out that we've at least heard of like Heavy Seas has a pilsner called Pounder. Uh, yeah. Great Lakes Turntable. That sounds very familiar. I don't <laughs> know why. Uh, uh, rock Bottom. Or Rock Art. I thought it said Rock Bottom. Um, rock Sam bottom Adams. Girls, you're Bohemian Pilsner. Never mind. That, that doesn't work. Um, but yeah, Sam Adams, Noble Pills, which is out, I think, like every spring or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. season's passed. That's for part of their pills. spring pack. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, does got one. I always think when when it comes to pilsners that like they don't make enough of them in the craft scene. I feel like the craft scene is 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 overloaded with ales, particularly pale ales and IPAs and stouts. Oh yeah, like, it's like it, it's like IPA, stout, and then lager. That's why it's not on this list. But one of my favorite pills. Uh, came from Three Floyds because it doesn't get as much attention as their pale ales and the such. Uh, the hopped in half pills. Oh, yeah. It was crisp and refreshing and just, it really blew me away. I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's not on here. I think, I, I want to say that, that Pilsners get like that like they have to be so like sort of like lighter and crisper and so you don't have a whole lot of room for like flavors to stand out at you. Yeah. So like the you know you can feel like they all kind of taste this if you're not paying attention they can all feel like they're tasting the same. Right. Um like there there are differences like but so like I, maybe that's why like brewers don't want to like go to them because they don't feel like they're there's not they're, much you can work with, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we have brewing friends that can go, no, you're full of crap. <laughs> and Possibly. if you think so, please tell me. Um, Call I mean, me up. Yeah. My number is not going to give that up. 
I'd be excited to try some of these just because of like like the only reason I highlighted some of these is because I'm like oh that we know what that brewery is you know <laughs> like, yeah um, like Victory has one Uinta Firestone Walker which is we're hoping to really get some of when we head um, out west this week Highlands has one or Highland has one yeah I really uh, I want to try some more stuff of theirs too Avery has Joe's Avery, pills yeah. and actually the so the Arrogant Bastard one which is Ar- officially the Arrogant Bastard Brewing Company variant thing whatever that brand is about uh it's called wussy and i saw that no, can who you call in wussy. wussy oh that's yeah that's the name of it uh, but i saw that can at uh cappy's and when we were there and i was like what the crap is that and i didn't even look into it but now i'm like oh all right damn it i should have got that <laughs> so you were mentioning um uh, uh, wanting to try more, and not after I mentioned Highlands, and it was reminding me that's that's down in uh, they they have a place down in uh, what's the what is it the Roanoke's trying to be Asheville, Asheville. yeah <laughs> Ash, yeah it's it's in Asheville I think um, yeah that's where they're out of they're out of Asheville yeah and I've got a friend uh, a couple friends that are moving down that way and. I was talking with him this weekend, like, yeah, no, you can come down there, tour breweries, just crash at my place. I was like, yeah, I don't know how much you want my friends Chris and Brittany to just drop in at your new house, but... I mean, what, no, not just us. you got to be like, so you realize, you know, like, if I come, then there's, like, five other people. I mean, I was going to say three. Like, if I was heading down to Ashland for brewery tour, okay, four, because <laughs> wife of Casey, yeah. but... Uh, who else would we have in there? I think it'd be it. Yeah, it'd just be Three, four. Four, five. Five counting me, but... Right, right, yeah. Okay, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, I don't know, like, you, because you, you all met my friend Yoshi once. Yeah. yeah. But... She's cool. I don't know how much she would be like, oh yeah, no, come into my house, people I've met once. Yeah. Sleep here. Fair enough, yeah. Uh... Although if we like, I, I totally want to do an Ashland trip at some point, and oh, yeah. if I know somewhere I can crash, I'm like, yeah, doing that. To be fair, she would only see us as we drunkenly staggered in <laughs> in the wee hours of the morning. No, she would see us as we staggered in with her because I'm pretty sure she would go, "Oh, I want to see this place too." I've only been to Asheville uh, twice, actually, and that's because I went to Biltmore in high school, and that was awesome. that was actually awesome. I don't know if I've been there once. It was it was great, but you know at the time like we're on a bus, so like I can't really go out and do anything. It was just yeah. we were there for Biltmore, and that was it. Now, granted, that was gorgeous, and it was great to be able to go there at all. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, I would like to go nice there just place to explore. Filled with bears. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous down there though, like landscape wise, you know. Um, as filled far as... with bears, <laughs> like they just come up and live in. They live bears. in the, the backyard of my friend's uh, father-in-law the same way that turkeys live in my parents' backyard. Too Jeez. many bears. I had to dial it down on the bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that uh, we'll, we'll have that link to the, uh, the, the 62 list there posted on the show notes. Um, the only last one I wanted to mention is just because of the name, was the uh, Rogue one. Oh. It's Rogue Farms Good Chit Pilsner. Good shit. Like yeah. That's some good shit right there. <laughs> I just yeah, I had to grab that grab that one. Um but yeah. What this what this what this show has really 
proven over the year, uh, over the almost year we've done it, Brittany, is that me and you really love a well-named, be- uh, well-named beer. Oh yeah, well it's like the, it's like the, you know, if I ever drink wine, I only seem to drink wine in the fall. I don't know what that's about, but I only base that on like what the wine bottle label looks like, and this is kind of similar. If the label of the beer looks funny, or or gorgeous or whatever, that's one thing. Or if the name is just fantastic, I'll get it too. I don't or care. If the, yeah, if there's some kind of steampunk mouse involved. Yes. I still want that. And I just, it's not fair. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, anything, any other. Could it cover it for Pilsners? Or is there any other thoughts on Pilsners? Or... I, mean, I enjoy other them. Than, other than I enjoy them? Yeah. <laughs> During the spring and summer, I enjoy a good Pilsner. Yeah, why not? Look, I don't think beer should be relegated to seasons. I think you should drink everything all year round. You think you should drink what you want, when you want, how you want. (laughs) I mean, that's also true. I just mean, like, stop trying to put your labels on me. (laughs) All right, so we had a nice little thing that happened the day after we recorded last episode and we had no feedback. Feedback started pouring in. (laughs) We just started going, oh, man, remember, like, I wish we had feedback. And then we record the episode day after. Where were you guys then? Yeah, you guys were a day too late, but we're going to get you in now, so feedback. That's it. We got one! Sorry. I started that 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 said too late. Uh, No, I was going to say that said so pumped to have any feedback. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. (laughs) I don't mean that to sound like, no, you guys should have been here sooner. I mean, like, I'm so glad. And we don't get feedback from him very often. So, uh, did anybody else want to take that? Or Oh, well, uh, got some feedback from Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, he was saying, great job on the podcast, blah, 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 yada, yada. He was actually letting hey, no, us no, know. No, no. I need some good, positive feedback. Well, he's going <laughs> to give you some good, positive feedback. Uh, he has a beer suggestion. Mix uh, half tulip glass with uh, pumpkin and with the creme brulee. It's both from Southern Tier. And he said it's like pumpkin pie with whipped cream. And that actually yeah. sounds amazing, and I can't wait to try it. It's really interesting. He also said that he's learning a lot from the show, and he really likes <laughs> he likes the episodes. <laughs> so yeah, there's your wrister about uh, how great the show is. But he was also bringing up, additionally, if you've ever heard of the Circleville Pumpkin Festival up in Ohio, I have not heard of this, but I do know where Circleville is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of local bars up there that have some good pumpkin beers, and if you've listened to this show, well, last year, you know, we're pretty big fans of pumpkin beer. They said uh, even the sewer lids have pumpkins on them. Which is fantastic. Like, I I know, yeah, one of our, um, at work, one of our people is from Circleville, like he's based out of the area. So I know roughly where it is. It's not exactly close, um, but that would be interesting <laughs> to go to at some point. Actually... Jungle Gyms in Fairfield, Ohio, is having a big pumpkin beer festival uh, in near the end of October. Hmm. Kind of looking at that, actually. Which uh, Untapped happened to notify me about. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> now all I'm thinking of is, like, what are the odds this man can make it down to Oktoberfest? Yes, maybe he can. Yeah. Uh, he can meet us there. We'll talk about that a little bit next. But we have another... Another little bit of feedback that this just went down right before recording. Uh, like, it right, went down while I was while I was buying beer for the episode. 
Yes, uh, Evan got with us on Facebook, had to share a picture of El Guapo Agave, Agave IPA. And he asked, is this the beer Justin keeps having nightmares slash dreams about? <laughs> so, let's let's do two things right now. One, I read Justin, and I literally went, who is that? Um, <laughs> nice. The, the other thing is, uh, I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I thought it was like, oh, is this, like, one of my nightmares? Like, well, it's made from agave, which is what tequila is made from, and I do not like that. It could be, in fact, a nightmare, yes. And it's an IPA. <laughs> this sounds like it could be pretty rough. But I love that label, and I love <laughs> that name. No, I want to try this now. That's a fantastic I, label. <laughs> I want to try it. I've not seen it before, so I was like, oh, man, I want some El Guapo. It's a great name. The label's fantastic, and I'm kind of intrigued by an agave IPA because now that we've had agave in the Mexican lager at Braxton, that was pretty good. Um, but yes, what uh, it'll heal that burn though. <laughs> what uh, what you were going on have always been going on about is the El Coco from Cigar City, which they have discontinued. El Coco. It's gone forever. <laughs> he he will never have it touch his lips again. And we just got to hear it talked up for like a year, and then they discontinued it, and then then, then it's gone. It wasn't even discontinued. It was a it was a collaboration with someone else. They weren't going to be doing forever. It was a limited time thing, I guess. But it's not like it was like one of their regular line that they were going to produce right. the rest of time. Despite the fact it's better than whatever else they're making right now. Well, they got bought out, so whatever they're making now, I don't know. Did they? <laughs> yeah. From who? They sold. We covered this months we did, ago. I've forgotten who bought them. Months ago? I don't remember last week very well. <laughs> Point is, they sold. And, yeah, that was probably the end of a lot of good things from them. Oh, they still make good good beer. Their brown ale was delicious. I do know uh, Casey did try to email them once. And it's like, look, just give me some clues on the recipe. And I'll, <laughs> I'll make something close to it. I... <laughs> You don't have to tell me what it is. Just just point me in the right direction. But it is fitting that his picture of the El Guapo has a take-two pills sitting next to it. <laughs> Some oh, foreshadowing yeah. in that. Nice. So, that does feedback. What's everyone drinking? <laughs> Drink with me, friend. Yeah, so we're right into it. Um... I just had, like, the booziest pumpkin uh, beverage I've ever had. They make a pumpkin pilsner? <laughs> I know, right? I, no. So from now until, like, winter, uh, I'm probably going to grab a pumpkin variant of some kind. Um, we have we have episodes where we're supposed to pick out themed to the episode. Why We're not doing nothing but pumpkin. I know. Well, that's. I mean, that's really everyone else's fault. Um, I mean, I never follow the that, theme. That's Occasionally, on it just it just lines up that way. Yeah. No, we just didn't. We have so many. We kind of have already started the the craziness of the the autumn is coming. The great pumpkining. Yeah. If you the the great pumpkining. Uh, so we already. I, I got this because I I saw it and um. It's an Ohio brewery. Can't remember where they're actually from, though, like in Ohio. Uh, it's called Fathead. Mm. And um, I haven't had a ton of their stuff. Uh, they make 
something called Bumbleberry, which is a honey blueberry ale, which is kind of amazing. Tastes like Fruity Pebbles. It is It's glorious. delicious. And um, that one and I think one other is the only thing I've ever had from them. And I can't remember what the other one is. But um, So I had to get this because I saw it at uh, the Kroger in uh, near work. And I was like, well, nope, this is happening. Because pumpkin. And uh, it's Fathead's Spooky Tooth, which is, uh, you know, we just talked about the name thing. And because the logo is this guy with like this weird... It's their, Almost Hitler mustache. Their mascot <laughs> is the fathead guy. He's just like this yeah. jolly fat dude. And so, but on, on this, this one... Jolly fat anti-Semite? <laughs> possibly. No. But he's got like a little vampire like collar cape thing. And he's got like vampire teeth that are candy corn. And it's great. It's just all, you know, autumn and, and Halloween at the same time. But it's, it's called Spooky Tooth. going on with this. Yeah. Uh, Spooky Tooth Imperial Pumpkin Ale. And, um, oddly enough, they're labeling it as a malt beverage with pumpkin and spices and, rather than a beer, which a is strange. A lot of the pumpkin beers will be a malt beverage with yeah. pumpkin. I guess because, like, they they may skip one of the, the requirements yeah. to, be, yeah. to be beer. Which is dumb, but whatever. Um, so, it's, uh, Imperial is on, is the emphasis here because it is 9% ABV. Uh, and you can feel it at the first couple of drinks, let me tell you. Um, it, it's so... It's not super pumpkin-y. I'm trying to compare it in my head, I guess, to like... Um, the Sam Adams pumpkin stuff that I've had in the past, or... Um, oddly enough, like the pumpkin shandy, but that's not really a good comparison. But it's not... Uh, it doesn't scream pumpkin. You get a pumpkin taste a little bit, and then you get some spices... But mo- but it's a kind of a boozy quality because it's the imperial quality to it, you know. Um, it's very just... regal in its pumpkinness, <laughs> indeed. But it, you know, it's just it's just kind of strong, honestly. Uh, but it's really good. I it's it's very tasty. If you're um, in Ohio and can pick any of this up, I don't. I'm not sure where their distribution goes. Uh, if you're able to find it outside of Ohio, definitely grab it. Because um, it says okay, it says Middleburg Heights, Ohio. I have no idea where that is. But, um, yeah, if you can find it distributed anywhere, definitely pick it up. It's in a four-pack instead of a six-pack. It's probably because it's 9%, and they're like, no, we're only putting so much alcohol per pack. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but if it, And if it also says anything else, and I think this is actually a little fair, the rate beer score is 95. And That's I was like, pretty good. Sure, yeah, I'm I'm actually going to agree with that. It's really good, and I've so we've, this is only the only one we had in the fridge because we physically can't fit a ton of stuff in the fridge right now. But um, <laughs> what could it be full of? <laughs> yeah, could be full of Mertens. And we may have just gotten the same Adams variety fall variety I, back. I did everything I could last week to drink as much beer as Chris would pour. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at. I um, kept offering it. I mean, people were just like, "No," and then and I'm like, "No." I never I some, said no. Nah. I got the good stuff in here. Yeah, it's only going to get worse. But, yeah, no, I would highly recommend this. Um, if you can find it uh, anywhere outside of Ohio or if you're in Ohio, definitely pick some up if you haven't had it yet. It's very tasty. Uh, I did not see it in the Create Your Own Six Pack yet, but, you know, I'm sure give it time. Someone's, someone's bound to break, break some of the bottles from that case sometime. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, Chris, do you want to go or do you want me to go? You go ahead. What do you What'd you find? 
Well, I'm drinking a Pilsner. Uh, I'm drinking the Turntable Pills from Great Lakes Brewing. Also they, an Ohio brewery. Yay! It's a Czech-style Pilsner. Uh, 5.3% ABV. IBUs about 35. And because I'm fantastic at doing this, uh, it has a bizarre rate beer score. <laughs> Almost every time I pull up rate beer for a beer I've, I've picked, it's always like a huge difference. It's got 86 for the style but 47% overall. Wow. Yeah, like, I wouldn't give that a 40... Like, it's it's a fairly solid Pilsner. Like, I don't know what they were thinking when they were trying to drink it. I don't... But it's it's nice. It's... it's uh, I don't know if I would say it's quite crisp. It's gotten a little bit warm because I was drinking something else just so I could make sure I had a... have the Pilsner when I got here because, let me say... Craft Pilsners are hard to find. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's all IPAs and stouts and porters and ales. Uh, yeah, it's 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 super carbonated. It's got a little bit of a... I would say it's probably a little hoppier than I, than I think from a Pilsner, but I think Pilsners always surprise me with how hoppy they end up being. Right. Like, hoppy... Czech style pilsners and German style pilsners, as opposed to the American style quote lager, which is in most cases basically a pilsner. Yeah. Um, like it's 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 hoppier in that case, but not like blow your tongue out. It's just it surprises me most of the time. It's it's pretty solid. Uh, I enjoy it. It's a decent decent pick. I, I again, I don't think I'd go with forty seven, but you know. Judging is subjective. Indeed. All right. Well, I guess that just leaves me. Um, as always, I drink with my heart. <laughs> and that usually doesn't lead me to follow with the style of the episode. See? Cowards. <laughs> but uh, we saw the... I got... Uh, we saw on Twitter that these bad boys were on sale around us. Uh, I was drinking a zombie dust from Three Floyds. This is the famed zombie dust. Uh, there is a lot of hubbub about this beer. Man, zombie dust just does not quite do it for me like it seems to do it for everybody else. That's what I thought. Okay, we all had it at the uh, big yeah. Alltech yeah. beer yeah. fest that they had, it's... and it was. It may have been the sample size. It may have been the glass. It may have been the keg they brought. I don't know how old it was. This was phenomenal. The okay. one out of a bottle. I've had this happen to me before, where I preferred it out of a bottle rather than tap. Yeah, I have to say, I agree. Like, it, it is actually better than the last time I had it, because I wasn't that impressed with it the first time either. It could be the freshness, even. This was bottled 810. It is currently the 28th. I've had friends that bring out bottles that I didn't didn't love. Like, I thought it's good. I think it's good. I just, you know, okay. don't think it's... It could be Since fresh. It's amazing, over. and after it sits a little while, it really. No, I, I don't agree no with favors. the the rate beer yeah. score. The rate, okay, yeah, it's uh, it's a pale ale, uh, not blowing you away on the ABV six point two, uh, IBUs fifty, and the rate beer score is a hundred, and that's category and style hundred flat out. See, I just I look. Don't, yeah, I'm not saying that. there's not there's not possibly something wrong with me. I'm just saying. 
it may be my palate warming up to the extreme hops, but uh, yeah, we have all come all over to the extreme? hop side. Hmm? Is fifty all that extreme for hops? Like, what's the threshold where it starts becoming like actually hoppy? Well, for a pale ale, they're they're known three Floyd's beers to be it's, packed yeah, in. It's not specifically an IPA, and um, it's it, it is really hoppy, but it's that kind of because I was telling him like it's um, I'm not sure what hops are in it. I have to look it up, but. It's uh, the one that kind of smells like pineapple. Yeah, there's a big mm. citra in it. I don't think they use citra hops, but it's very like a citrusy. And I it mean, was I'm, juicy. I'm willing to be proven wrong. I'll try it again sometime soon. I would say juicy uh, is a good qualifier. Juicy, <laughs> juicy. You could you could but, put this beer on the back of some tight sweatpants and. I was going to say, do you bite into the bottle and then beer just comes running down your mouth? Oh, yeah, it's great. Fresh, picked straight from the tree. <laughs> All right, so announcements. I guess we've nailed down um, our Denver get-together. Yeah, because you guys, you're going west, young man and woman. <laughs> yes, uh, we go west terrified. in three days from recording. Uh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Don't worry, you're only going to be killed by bears. Yeah, no, that's that's. A no, really we bought we bought our bear mace. We're we're covered. Just, I think uh, uh, our friend Matt, his wife, has given you advice for how to deal with bears, right? Hmm? You oh. just look down, stare at the ground, and just go, "Whoa, bear! Whoa, bear!" No, <laughs> I take my shirt off, I huck a whiskey bottle at him, and I roar. That's worked for me in the past. It'll work again. Bears don't want none of this. True story. You can't make that up. But uh, Friday, September 2nd, uh, I think we're shooting for 2 p.m. at Great Divide. We'll be meeting up in Denver, Colorado. So anyone that can hear my voice and it's not past that date, be there. Yeah, if you can hear his voice and it's past that date, but have access to a time machine, yeah, indeed. be there. Be there. Like, officially, we're meeting Tyler, or not Tyler, I'm sorry, uh, Brian, Brian from Denver. Yeah, Come I was going to say, like, really, Tyler's all the way out there? Like, no, he's, he's not coming from I'm sure Tyler would Maine. Want yeah. Um, no, Brian from Denver, and I, Brian has an actual last name, but I'm just going to refer to everyone from their he's location. We're leaving away. Brian from Denver. We yeah. leave last names out of these. We need to say Tyler from Maine now. Tyler from Maine. So, yeah. Um, anyone else who wants to show up, welcome. Uh, if you wanted to do a bottle swap, uh, I hate to say it, but too bad, so sad. Uh, Brian actually got with us, and we've got a nice little thing set up and some surprises for him. May include what I've been drinking tonight as well. Yeah, we are going to bring have in some a couple, like, extras just in case someone shows up. Um, I mean, we're bringing some standards, so I, I don't see it, it, it being a problem. Um, I, I like, I'm not telling you to go out of your way. I'm just saying, like, you know, someone pops up here. Oh, hey, beer. Oh, yeah, no, because um, we're actually, we're going to bring, a, so that, that pack of yingling that we got, we're actually oh. going to bring one for him, and then we'll probably, honestly, we may as well just bring the other two, just in <laughs> case someone like else I like yingling to someone that's not used to the fact that you just can't ever have it. It's just going to be like, yeah, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> but yeah, if, it's you're, mo- if yeah. you're, it's something you know that's that's decent, and it's like, never allowed you're just like oh my god i must have it it's i got in a i got in a discussion with somebody about this recently sorry no you're fine because it's not like it's amazing it's it's fine it's well okay it's more than fine but it's still like it's not 
the hundred on rape no, beer. Not not an indie <laughs> no, night of the week. No. no, but it's 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 good, but it's not like it's the best lager you've ever had. You It'll know what do. I mean? It'll do, pig. But it's per, it's like kind of the one of the the perfect loggers of just oh, I could have a few of these and just be pretty happy. Yeah, you know. It's also one of those loggers that's like uh, when you're. When when all you've ever had is Budweiser and Bud Light, you oh, try yeah. this and your socks are knocked off. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Like so Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we can go ahead and throw out there again on our return. We'll be back through Denver on the ninth, and we are going to be at New Belgium at three p.m. for a tour. If the that tour date and time is not sold out, get tickets and please join us. We'll all go. Have a few drinks before and probably afterwards. Have a good time. Yeah. Gonna be super jelly. We're um we're gonna try to hit as many breweries as realistically possible, but it is a road trip, so. And our times just got screwed up because we'd planned on being out that evening, and then because of the fire in Yellowstone, we were coming up from the south, so we're gonna take the southern entrance. It was the quickest way in, closest to our campsite. They've shut the southern entrance because of the fire. So now we have to go, like, three hours out of the way. Wait, three hours? So, okay, sorry. I'm trying to remember how big Yellowstone is. Isn't it basically a state? It's, yes. It's and pretty by much a state, all I mean, it takes up most of the state that it's in. Yeah. It's more than a quarter of Wyoming. <laughs> oh, it's Wyoming. Never mind. I was thinking of it was in somewhere else. And then it bleeds into Montana and Idaho. Yeah. Um... Oh, okay. But we're, it, it basically adds an extra hour drive for us. To, and... No, to the campsite before, it was going to be roughly eight hours. Now it's over ten hours. <laughs> okay, yeah. So basically... Can I just say how cool... Like, in my head, I'm just like, man, I want to go to the Yellowstone. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, every, and everybody like is like, oh, I'm jealous and yet equally terrified for you guys. And we're like, yes. You're going to be fine. There's no chance a super volcano is going to explode underneath your feet. Hey, we're we're camping in the caldera, so if it does, we'll never there's know no, what happened. There's yeah, no chance that poisonous gas is going to kill you in your sleep. No no pressure. Um, but it's, uh, it's... We keep trying to say, like, oh, okay, yeah, it sounds like a crazy thing to be doing, but it's also like a once-in-a-lifetime thing trip you know like i tried it, explaining this to some other people I, I i work with in my new job and they were like no they sound like they're crazy for trying to do all this in one trip oh no yeah we've heard that and we, like, and Look, we, we have other things we want to do if the opportunity and the funds arise again i want to go somewhere else well yeah so, and once we have kids like disney world is is more expensive than this even disney like, world that's disney not world. even um by the way speaking of announcements should we mention I, I, we've we've referenced it, but have we officially said that we're doing the Mertzen Bowl? No, no, but um, <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, it, it's well with the Oktoberfest deal. Um, we don't we're breaking typically... up our usual recording schedule, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, we don't typically announce the episodes ahead of time, um, in case we're wrong. Because reasons, this... things yeah. change. Um, but yeah, so for so basically, we're you're gonna get an extra dose of have a drink during September because because September. it's my birth month and it's super special. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that along with it's Oktoberfest and it's the start of autumn. I mean, it's September it's is October. That's why Oktoberfest happens. Is because I was born in this month. Indeed. You were born in this month, and the podcast was born in this month. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's also true. So it, um, yeah, okay. 
we have the one. We're going to try to do the one recording while we're uh, gone. Uh, so that that, that one. May, will... That recording may be just me saying that you guys were eaten by bears, and I'm going to try to soldier on, right? Correct. Um, and we're we're scheduling at this point a recording on Oktoberfest weekend for us in Cincinnati, which we've talked about before. Like, if you guys are still, if anybody's willing to come out, you know, definitely make it to that. But um, that night, we will be recording an episode, and we are doing Merzen Bowl 2016. So it's kind of a tasting, judging kind of episode on various German and American craft Merzen-style beers. Twelve Merzens enter, possibly two leave. (laughs) A blind uh, blind tasting and judging episode. I can't remember which sheets we're going to be using for the judging. It was the simplified. BJCP, are we? No. It's the simplified BJCP sheet from the uh, Great American Beer Festival or something. Yeah, Yeah. out of Denver. We're going to use theirs because it's a real simple checklist. It's not like a lot of the other ones where it's like, give us a short paragraph about what you thought. (laughs) It's like, no, let's let's get it down a little easier. But uh, What if I wanted to compose an ode to said beer? I mean, you could. No one's going to read it. You don't know. Maybe I will. <laughs> but it's going to be two flights. Um, everyone who shows up can, will be included in this. Uh, we're going to be doing a flight of American Craft Meritzens and then a flight of traditional Bavarian and German Meritzens. So it should be a very good evening. I mean, after, if not. After a day of solid drinking. Yeah, like, after a, yeah, a good solid day of drinking. Tend to. With lots of fried food. Then then we'll come back and tie on 12 more. It'll <laughs> it'll be fine. Be fine. I may have taken the next day off from work because there's no way I was going to go in. Oh, yeah, no. That's... There's no way. Well, and, and normally we tended to go to the Renaissance Festival the day after Oktoberfest, and this is not a real thing this year. This is not happening for us. Yeah, that's... The, the, much much it, sleep. It, it, does it still exist? It actually is happening this year, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I knew know, that there was some issue, like some question about that. but Yeah, it was definitely in question before, but... Uh... The land is under new ownership, and it's basically until the new owners can find a developer who wants to buy it and build a new subdivision there, they'll keep allowing it. Like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Why would you want to put a subdivision there? They're already building one, like literally less than a mile away. So You know what makes a lot of money? Renaissance festivals. Mm-hmm. You know makes more money? Housing. I would say literally anything else. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. Does that do us unannouncing? I think, I think so. so. I think we're good. I sort of sprung an extra announcement on us, but I wanted to make sure that everyone knew coming up we have a very special month. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. September's going to be huge for us. Um, it's also, our, it yeah, like we mentioned, it's our one-year anniversary, the podcast birthday. Yay. Any excuse to get cake? We should get a pumpkin cake. Um, no, I will not eat a pumpkin cake. It's delicious. Okay, it sounds uh, horrible. You should get uh, Deschutes um, Autumn IPA, certified 100% gourd-free. Yeah, what about screw them? What about Delatters? No, Delatters is not. Delatters is getting the offload of Deschutes. Yep. I said, does Delatters just get it's it's a hundred percent gourd? <laughs> yeah, it's just a pumpkin. <laughs> it's a pumpkin with a straw. Seems like something they would do. It does. 
Uh, okay, so that's all the announcements we have then. Uh, so, yes, it should be another two weeks from now. Um, but remember to check us out on haveadrinkshow.com. You can find our respective untapped profiles there, uh, including the social links for the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, remember to tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or leave us any general feedback at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. And you can also access feedback on the feedback page on the website. And as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, you can find both links to both of their stuff on the episode page on the site. Uh, and please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, and please write us on iTunes. It really helps. Leave a comment. Tell us about how much you're afraid Chris and Brittany are going to get eaten by beers. Or, uh, beers no, no, bears. no. We'll be eaten by it could go either way. <laughs> eaten by beers. Cold. I mean, it could happen. Uh, the links to subscribe can also be found on the site. All right, so check us out in another couple of weeks for the next episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.